podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by Armchair Critics of the Game. I'm your host, Ajit. Today, joining me is an old friend of the podcast, Leah. Hi, Leah. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, everyone. How have you been doing? Uh, I've been doing well. Thank you very much. You know, the World Cup is underway. Plenty of cricket uh, has already happened. Six days of cricket. But before we get to the cricket of the World Cup, I think a quick word about the Women's uh, Asia Cup. Did you happen to catch many matches in this, maybe even the final? No, not, not, not really. Not really, I'm afraid to say. I mostly follow it uh, through, through the scorecards, I have to admit. So, in this case, at least the finals was a little bit one-sided. I mean, Sri Lanka were coming to the finals on the back of beating Pakistan and full of beans. But I think uh, in the finals, they fell a bit short because they were only able to make 65 for 9. They batted their mm. 20 overs. And I think uh, Renuka Singh, 3 for 5 in a 3-over spell. She was rightly the player of the match. But then you you don't expect 65 to be a challenge really for this Indian team. Smriti Mandana got a 50 and that was that. And uh, well, I mean, for me, there are not a lot of surprises that India won the tournament. I mean, if anything... Um, I think how far Thailand have come was a really, really big uh, story for me because Thailand won three games mm-hmm. in the tournament. And I mean, I you you get to see a different brand of cricket. So they were able to shock uh, Pakistan. And uh, I think Bangladesh was the team, even though they were the hosts, I think they were the ones that, that at least they felt they let themselves down a lot. I'm just giving you a summary because you told me you yeah. did not follow much. So yeah. the, the other things, UAE won a game. That was again something nice to see, right? And Malaysia were really, were really sort of you know getting to discover themselves on the world stage. So it was all in all a wonderful tournament. So it was again an eye opener. India Pakistan marquee game and Pakistan beat India. So that was nice. So plenty of uh, plenty of good matches. So but yeah, I mean player of the series was uh, Deepthi Sharma. So she scored ninety four yeah. runs. I think she did not get to bat much, 94 runs, but then she took 13 wickets. So that was quite good for her as a tournament. So, you know, for me with women's game, I think there is a there is a clear tiering you can see. Clear. So the top tier is actually um, England, Australia, and maybe New Zealand on their day. The mm-hmm. next tier is India, South Africa. Sometimes Ireland come into this, sometimes they don't. The next tier are Pakistan, Sri Lanka, sometimes Bangladesh come into it, sometimes Ireland fall into this. And below them are the rest of the team. So there, there is a very clear, you know, if one tier plays a tier below them, so to say, almost the result is... That, that's why that's, that that tour of in, uh, India's tour of England, women's tour of England was such a big, big surprise because they won the ODI series there. And the T20 series, I think they just narrowly missed winning. So that was a big turnaround because England didn't have many of their uh, big players. They were all recovering from a huge season of 100 and whatnot. So mm-hmm. th- that was a big tour. But 
i think at least for all the uh, anticipation and all the things that indian women's cricket team wants to be that's what they want to be they want to go into the top tier they want to be able mm-hmm. to beat teams like new zealand mm-hmm. south africa england in australia on a regular basis that, that that's really their aspiration but i mean it remains to be seen what do you think i i uh, i completely agree but one thing i would like to add is that um in the women's game there is um actually um there are some some associate nations that um are more competitive than the men's teams of those associate nations and that's really nice to see actually uh you know like like mm. like thailand and stuff like that they are they are more competitive in the women's game than they are in the men's game um and i know i'm biased but the mm. german women's team is much more successful than the men's team <laughs> right which is which is which is quite which is quite uh interesting to see and um yeah wow i mean that might that might actually shake up uh world cricket uh in the next few years mm 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 well let's see i mean i think uh, i read an interview of the captain and i was uh, very very impressed by what i read and mm-hmm. i th- i think i think they're headed in the right direction the german women's team potentially in terms of results they've already overtaken the men's team and maybe they will also overtake them in terms of uh, you know also visibility and maybe on a world stage probably already make a bigger mark yeah i mean i mean i mean um our captain in 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 the german women's team um yeah obviously she's well spoken she has a doctorate exactly yeah yeah that that's that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i really hope you know um, more more yeah, teams too. in europe also make a yeah? make a big presence out there so i know i don't follow much of the associate women's uh, cricket but uh, yeah I, i will keep an eye out for it in the coming uh, coming tournaments let's see how that goes now let's uh, well let's uh, look at the elephant in the room mm-hmm. so yes absolutely for you any surprises at all with the results of the qualifiers actually yes actually hmm. yes um i i didn't think the west indies would be that bad right I, i i wasn't i wasn't really surprised they they missed the super 12s but i was a bit shocked by the way they missed the super 12s mm. uh and then uh sri lanka sri lanka um, qualified and um the netherlands mm. i wasn't really surprised by that uh but the way the west indies exited the competition that was a bit shocking i have to be honest well i mean okay let's start right there right so when you look at their performance mm-hmm. for me okay they lost two of their games they are knocked out yeah and if if you look at if you look at the very first game i thought they never looked like winning the game against scotland right so if you look at this that game scotland were the team that looked like the more professional professional more well drilled i mean the more hungry team on the field so they mm-hmm. made 160 for 5 which is a very competitive total i thought 
West Indies were looking a bit lackluster. Look, if you look at their performances uh, on the field against Australia in that preparatory tournament they had before the World Cup, mm. I think in the first game of that T20, I remember they dropped like three catches in the last over. And that's how they lost mm. that game, right? And then you saw the same sort of, I must say, a little bit of a lackluster approach. I thought only Alzari Joseph really, really looked like he wanted to be there. He wanted mm-hmm. to win games for West Indies and so on, right? If you look at Holder was solid. Odin Smith was all over the place, for example. I, I don't know why yes. he continued to command a place in the uh, 11. And then Kyle Myers, he didn't deliver on the promise. Anybody can have a low tournament. Evan Lewis was brought in at the last minute. Brandon King, I think, did an excellent job. But for mm. me, Shamar Brooks being brought in at the last moment in place of um, Hetmeyer, I think that might have been a blow. Mm. I think Roman Powell punched below his weight. And overall, I mean, the captaincy of Nicholas Puran was not at all inspiring. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but I think um, um, what is the reason for me being um, disappointed or surprised by the West Indies acting in the competition uh, is because uh, the West Indies have a well a reputation for being um, T20 mercenaries um, to put it very very what's the word Un, um, bluntly ungratefully or something like that Mm-hmm. They have a, they have a, they have a. The, the players have a have a reputation for being mercenaries, playing in all these T Twenty leagues, and the West Indies therefore have a reputation of being world beaters in T Twenties, and it just didn't happen. So, therefore, this was the biggest shock for me. Okay, now nah, it look it's understandable. For me, it's more like. They, they they did not look professional. So, I was watching the last West Indies game, the third game, mm-hmm. with, uh, with my roommate. And we were just discussing that West Indies did not look like they wanted to be on the field. They were sloppy on the field. It was a do-or-die game, right? Yeah. And they had only 146 to defend. Yes. In the first two hours already, in that chase of Ireland, it looked like mm-hmm. the result was going to go one way. Pretty, mm-hmm. pretty clean. So... I mean, at the end, there is no surprise that Ireland chased it down almost as proficiently as any other team would have in the top mm-hmm. table, so to say. 154-1, right? Mm-hmm. Only Alzari Joseph to me, see, Holder had the control. He did not have the penetration. But Alzari Joseph was the only one who looked threatening on that day. Mm-hmm. Odin Smith, he has the pace, but he looked mm-hmm. pedestrian. They hit him all over the place. There were catches dropped. There were no balls. Completely unacceptable, I thought. So... I mean, I'm not at all surprised. So, you know, to sum up, so to sum it up, they need a they need a big uh, they, they need a big lift. They need, for the lack of a better word, a big kick up their backside as a team. Yes, yes. I, I dare say Absolutely. there has to be some changes in personnel as well. Absolutely. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure though uh, if the changes in personnel need to be made in the team or in the administration. And let me please clarify that I think it was shocking that the West Indies exited uh, the competition in the qualifying stages um, based on my expectation um, from before the tournament even started. That was the that was the point. 
I I would have never expected before the qualifier started that the West Indies would not make the Super 12s. That's a that's how it looked, right? From their performance against Australia, there was probably you know if you set your store by that, you thought okay they are not going to qualify. But the West Indies team that won previously, I think 2016 mm-hmm. was it. 2016 was, I think, uh, Sri Lanka, right? Yeah, so, but, uh, uh, no, but 2016 one, was 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 the uh, remember the name in that tournament. Actually, remember the name tournament. They did not look ready, and in fact, there was the same yeah. sort of uh, fighting going on. All of these things. Now you don't hear much of that, but then they had like an open opposition to the board. In as much that, I think Raul Lewis, who a former leg spinner, he had to get the mm-hmm. jerseys ordered. Mm-hmm. Board was not even interested in getting jerseys ordered. They called them a bunch of mercenaries. Under Darren Sammy, they went and lifted the tournament. So yeah. I think so. They had the characters. They had the same talent potentially. But what I think for me was the distinguishing factor may have been that captain, the role that Darren Sammy pay, played in bringing all of those mm. lot of big egos together, but keeping them under check and getting them running or getting enough of them running in the same direction. Right. That is the one that is missing. I don't know about that. I actually don't know about that. Um, I, I I I listen to a lot of um, uh, uh, Darren Sammy interviews, and 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 mm. what he tells me is uh, that um, the players are actually all on the same page. So so it's not it's not that Darren Sammy had to um, to work hard to. Um, Bring the players on the same page. They were actually on the same page, and 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 he is just just there to say, okay, to direct the team during the fielding. Right. From what from what I understand, I might be I might be wrong, but it's not that um, the players themselves have have any disagreements. That it seems like the players have quite big disagreements with the board, but. That's an entirely different thing. Right, right. I mean, for me, look, um, potentially, Phil Simmons, I think, probably is a good man manager. Mm-hmm. But I think they're also good when it comes to correcting the skill sets of players and those things. But the person really in charge of the team has to be a bit more of a stricter taskmaster, potentially. Right? So... Mm. I don't know how it goes behind the scenes, but for me, that was a disappointment there because also Nikki Puran, I don't know if he's a captain material so far from what I've seen. Mm. Right? Um, he's a good batter. He should be allowed to be free and do his own thing. Mm-hmm. But leading this team might not be his cup of tea. I think yeah, because they have so not, many different yeah. cultures in that. In the previous episode, I think when I talked about it, I said, whenever West Indies have been good, it's because of the leader actually. Talent has never been in question. Talent is always there. So what mm-hmm. brings it together is Frank Worrell, the, all these big names, right? Frank Worrell, mm-hmm. Clive Lloyd, you know, Richards, then Richardson. These were all mm-hmm. good captains who could talk to players almost as if they came from their own region and they were able to bind the team together. And I think in Clive Lloyd's team, at least, I remember he he ran a very tight ship, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. no indiscipline was tolerated. Yeah. And chances were going to be limited and you had to grab them. You know, um, Colin Croft did not get to play many games because he tried to make a career as a pilot. Sylvester Clark hardly got to play even though he was one of the most feared fast bowlers. 
around yeah, right? yeah, county yeah, cricket he, if you hear yeah. if you remember college king so there are many stories these were all people who would walk into any team any world team almost right but they couldn't get almost, a place yes. in the west indian team because of two things one discipline and the number of chances you got you had to prove yourself yeah according 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 to uh, fire and babylon um silvester clark uh, had, had real issues though yes yes i mean i i know i know silvester clark had some issues so see that that's what clive lloyd did he kept him out and yeah. i would say so that success that that discipline that sort of winning mentality is the one that is missing so but i mean it's it's a tough thing i mean i i want to move on to other teams but that's a real that's a real morass that they have to dig themselves out of mm. at mm. least the test team is in a much better position but the limited overs team has a challenge right? yeah i i i don't i don't think i am fully qualified um to comment on that i mm. think you'd have to talk to um mesh or santoki from um Yeah, Caribbean, Caribbean cricket, cricket podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About that, um, I think I think they are more familiar with all the mm. all the goings on, the nuts and <laughs> bolts. Indeed. Yeah, all the nuts and bolts uh, of Caribbean cricket, and um, I do not presume to be um, as informed as they are on that front. I'm. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, yes. In terms of uh, Namibia, was that, were you disappointed at the end that they couldn't qualify? For me, Namibia and Scotland did really well, right? I mean, UAE yes. were sort of discovering themselves, but they, UAE probably provided a couple of the most entertaining moments of the qualifiers with that uh, hat trick by uh, Mayapan. Oh right? yes, obviously and, that that hat trick was right? amazing. Right, and a googly, a googly, a beautiful googly. You couldn't. you couldn't dream yeah. it up to get a hat trick yes. uh, with a googly and he did right and uh, that was one of the high points for me and the other one was the way they played and they beat uh, namibia so that they gave netherlands a pass right so that way for me probably of all the teams that were there these one of these two if not both of them probably deserved to go through but then the teams that went through were also very deserving right so if you look at if you look at the way ireland played uh, they really shocked scotland by that chase right the way they the mm. way they played mm. and the way they that chase i mean ireland literally 13th over into that chase i thought the game is done right you know you at least i mm. got the same vibes mm. as today's game between new zealand and australia where they were slowly listing listing you know they are good now the hole is there in a big hole is there in the ship now the water is going going in they going to sink it didn't i mean from that four down to not even lose a single wicket right and probably curtis camper playing mm. the game of his life probably the innings of his life yes right absolutely did you catch this live by yeah. any chance um, yeah and, and and i mean i mean that that um, scotland namibia game where scotland were in control for about 3/4 uh three quarters mm. of 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 the game and then and then basically gave it away um so um i think the the qualifying games for the world cup the the um the games in the uh group mm. stages mm. as they call it um were were pretty 
pretty tight, pretty interesting. Um, edge of your seat stuff. If you if you look at uh, you know the game uh, where, for example, yeah. UAE and Namibia that that game, right? Namibia for me were really strong. Yeah, they were really solid. Yeah, except until that game. So in this game, you know, on the morning I was really disappointed when Netherlands lost to Sri Lanka and quite easily must be said. Mm-hmm. Ne- Netherlands, you know, they squeaked home twice in the last over, and we were not sure if they would have the chance to. You know, uh, make a big total, but at least they did that. One forty-six is no small score. But then, in the end, if you look at the bigger mm-hmm. picture, you are thinking, you know, it doesn't matter that you know they lost that game. It's more like what they had done in the first two games were enough, right? So for me, among mm-hmm. those games, the game where they beat Namibia was again the big result because Namibia did not look like they would lose to Netherlands, especially when they batted first. I thought they looked a little out of sorts. They got no runs at the top of the order. And then mm-hmm. there, I think mm-hmm. Netherlands have been bowling really well at the top of the order. This combination of pace and spin that they usually bring in. Tim Pringle has been doing a great job with the new ball. And Fred Klaassen, I think, has looked yeah. a really, really class apart guy. Right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. between him and Paul van Mikkeren. So, usually Paul van Mikkeren used to take the new ball. They they sort of gave him a different role to bowl in the middle overs. He's really really done well, right? And then they 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 find it good enough that they are able to restrict the opposition to something around one twenty one thirty. I don't think they can chase anything more as they stand as a cricketing unit, right? Maybe one forty max. But they were able to restrict Namibia to that score. The moment that happened, you know, they got a solid start. So. Max O'Dowd is one mm-hmm. of the people who sort of lays the platform while Vikram Jit Singh goes after the bowling. And Bastelida is again sort of a stabilizing influence. That's all they needed in that game because it was only run a ball. They mm-hmm. got it done. It took mm-hmm. it, it. It went into the last over. There were a couple of hiccups. So for me, what is the really worrisome factor for Netherlands is um, the middle order batting. Right. So Bastelida has a couple of decent scores. The openers look okay. Right, Vikram Jit Singh has thrown it away a couple, mm-hmm. couple of times, but mm-hmm. I think he'll he'll discover he'll discover a bit of a more of a touch now because he has five games now. Uh, so mm-hmm. if you look at it, the problem mm-hmm. for me really is the middle order batting. So Scott Edwards, I think he did the business in one of the games, but then he hasn't been able to put a big score. The captain, but then Tom Cooper and Colin Ackerman, right? These two are like sort of mm-hmm. brought into. These are two of the most experienced cricketers in this squad, and you would think. Apart from the role of Wonder Marwa, of course. But you would think that they would be the ones that would take the sort of the burden of, you know, taking Netherlands home or building the bridge. So mm. that's not coming through, at least Colin Ackerman with the bad Tom Cooper also. So for me, that that's the real worry if you're a Dutch fan. But what I really like, so I must tell you frankly, off air, I had told my roommate, I'll be very happy if Netherlands win one game. I'll, I'll take it if that they win one game. And I more or less expect they will not qualify. I expected them to beat uh, uh, UAE, and that's it. I thought they will lose mm-hmm. to everybody else. From my point of view, um, the biggest the biggest um, vulnerability or, or flaw in in uh, the Netherlands side is that um, England don't play Stuart Broad anymore in mm. the middle overs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, that that's a good point. I, 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 
Yeah, no, no, that's a bit of a low blow. Facetious. Poor, poor sport, uh, part, right? Yeah, it's 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 facetious. facetious. I'm sorry. Right. I'm and um, no, I think I think they have a they have a chance to be to be uh, mm. the dark horse in this tournament. They can be the team that beats the favorites. Wow. Mm. They can be. Mm. They can be. Yeah. I mean, look at, I, I don't want to, I don't want to go, uh, or the, uh, I don't want to look ahead mm. too much. Um, but when we look, um, to the first day of mm. the World Cup, um, I think there are some, um, obvious candidates that might mm. fall to the outsiders. Mm. See. I think if so. you look at Netherlands itself, they have a game against Bangladesh, India, Zimbabwe, right? Yeah. So uh, you yeah. would think, I mean, also they play South Africa. So those would be interesting mm-hmm. games. So for me, at least what they have is a good opportunity to learn, but also grow. If they can show that they're growing, I would yeah. like to see Netherlands Absolutely. bat first and make a score of around 150 once at least. Right? And I dare yeah, say with the bowling yeah. they have, for example, I mean, Bangladesh is also a little bit of a struggling team when it comes to T20s currently. If they're able to bat first and put up a yeah. score of 150, I think they'll defend it against Bangladesh. Yeah, probably. Uh, but um, I guess uh, I'll have to talk to um, Farong mm. about that. Our um, expert on the Bangladesh, Bangladesh cricket, Farong, indeed. Andrew, we'll, we'll see what he has to yeah. say. That, that, that yeah. should be a good move. But okay, coming back to the other qualifiers, Zimbabwe, I guess that's the team I expected to be least surprised by their qualification, frankly. They have been doing well this year. They have been punching well above their weight. In Sikandar Raza, mm. they have a real match winner. He's the he's the highest uh, scorer currently, right? In mm. the World Cup as things stand. And uh, they did really well. The other team which I expected would be making sure that they qualify is Sri Lanka. And they did that. They had a shocker too yes. on the first day. Right when Namibia beat them so comfortably, yes, but they also had a first round loss in uh-huh. the Asia Cup, uh-huh. and they won that, and they won that in the end. Uh-huh. So, right, I hear you. Just, just, just throwing, just throwing that out. There. Relevant point, I think. So maybe they get to kick up the backside in the first or second game in the tournament, and they're better after that. Yeah, you think? Yeah, it's possible. Mm-hmm. I think so. Look, I think so. They, they have Hasaranga, who's actually not done much, but has taken a bucket full of wickets. Right? Then mm-hmm. they have the skipper. I think he's sort of a Darren Sammy sort of a skipper, really. There are much more talented people in that team than him. But I think they all respect him and they listen to him. And that's a fantastic thing. I think, you know, he, he he's yes. the one that makes it yes. uh, makes that team more than the sum of its parts. We'll right? Yeah, Shanaka, I think, was a good choice. Absolutely. I mean, I remember in one of our previous episodes, a Sri Lankan expert who had come on the podcast TV had said that his appointment was met yeah. with a lot of derision because it was seen as a politically correct choice because he comes from the one of the more, uh, let's say, well-known clubs in Sri Lanka. But then his appointment was sort yeah. of uh, done in a very political way. But then when you look at it, now the, what is happening, I think he's the absolute right person to lead Sri Lanka in limited horse cricket. Yeah. So, Absolutely, and, and 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 you can't you can't always have 
uh, people like Tsangakara um, mm. or Jayawana, uh, who are both exceptional Absolutely. players and um, exceptional leaders Absolutely. of men. You, you can't always have those. And um, to lead the cricket team, your first priority should be that they are good leaders of people. Right. Absolutely. I mean, look, those two were probably once in a generation Asian cricketers, let alone just Sri Lankan cricketers. They were really yes. good. So yes. uh, there is no doubt about their quality. But in this case, as things stand for Sri Lanka, I mean, I think they are in a very, very good position. Mm-hmm. So I expect, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at their upcoming games, uh, they'll play Ireland, right? Uh, they are playing Ireland, in fact, tomorrow morning ahead of the much more anticipated uh, India-Pakistan clash. But of course, there is a chance that yeah. both these games might be rain-affected. Worst case scenario might be completely rained off even, right? So that, mm. that, that's that, that's a problem. Yeah, but, according to according to messages. Right? So we really yes. hope there is some game. And then, so there is not only some game, but actually something that we would consider a contest. Otherwise, there would be a big, big letdown. Right, mm. so Sri Lanka might be the real, uh, you know, dark horses as far as this tournament goes because the other team, which we always call as the dark horse, New Zealand, they handed Australia a proper proper South Africa. Did you catch this game at all? No, no, South Africa, the dark horses. South Africa are the dark horses. New Zealand are not that dark <laughs> of a horse. Their lip is They're already white. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um. My point is not that um, New Zealand could not win. Uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that that they are an outside chance. South Africa might be an outside chance to win the World Cup, but New Zealand are, are a pretty strong team, and and I don't think people underestimate their chances. So I don't think they are a dark horse. Mm. I don't think so. Now, in that case, I would like to maybe discuss why you think South Africa. So for me, I have a feeling South Africa may leave us a bit disappointed. But I would like to hear your thoughts on uh, maybe why you think that they might have a good chance or they might be considered dark horses. Well, well, well. Um, in the last in the last T um, Twenty World Cup, which is not that mm. long ago, has been not that long ago, uh, they um, did not qualify for the knockout stage, uh, despite having a four-one, uh, four wins and one loss mm. records, if I remember mm. correctly. So, I don't think they are. Uh, poor T20 international side. They are right. pretty good. They won they won they won 80% of their matches during the last World Cup. Um and they dropped off of the competition um because of technicalities mm. and um net run rates. So they're not bad. Uh, but no one but no one thinks about South Africa. So yeah, and I'm also uh, part of the Gorilla South Africa um, mm. team, um, so I might have a bias. <laughs> I mean, I understand uh, where you're coming from. Um, I am. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. I am honest about that. No, no, but I think, but I think um, 
the Moros did not favor them the last mm. World Cup and um, they might really do it this time. I think so. Right, right. Okay, so you might say this is the World Cup where South Africa will break their hoodoo. They're going to go through and take the World Cup. Yeah, I'm not going to um, to say the C word. <laughs> no, we don't need to. We don't need to. Because, yeah, no, no. There might be South Africans <laughs> listening. So. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, when it comes to the C word, the team that it most mostly applies these days is to the Indian team. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. They do perfectly fine. They enter the semifinals. And then something happens. They just fall flat on their face. So mm-hmm. now comes the question, mm-hmm. right? So what You're is okay, bothering eh? this Indian team? You know, I was having a chat outside of this uh, you know, the recording with uh, one of our yeah, yeah. Uh, frequent yeah. guest hosts and a friend, Abraham, Abhishek Abraham. He was telling me yeah. mm-hmm. one of the problems is India not having a bowler who can bowl 145, 150. Yorkers, you know, Bumrah is gone. That could be a big issue in the death. Yes, yes, yes. Bumrah, Bumrah is gone and he was replaced by... Um, Shami. Shami, yes. Um, Shami is good. Huh? He can go to 140. He can't go to 145. But So let's start right there. Is Shami a decent replacement or is it a, is he a good enough replacement for uh, Bumrah for you? That's a, that's a very, very difficult question. All right. Bumrah is excellent. Um, but so is Shami. But there are very different kinds of bowlers, even though they are both pace bowlers. Um, I think, mm. yes, Shami is a worthy replacement for Bumrah um, on the effective, uh, effectiveness scale. Um, Right. All right. Yes. Now, <clears throat> if you were to take a look at the rest mm-hmm. of the Indian batting, well, we've discussed this. This is an oft-repeated uh, thing. They have two or three similar batters right at the top who are sort of fixed mm-hmm. in their positions. They can't be dislodged. Their big names are well-known names. There's Kohli, there's KL Rahul, and there's Rohit. Rohit is not in much of a form. So for yeah. India, the real issue could be their top-order batting. It probably is, yes. Do you think they have the wherewithal to go all the way in spite of this? Or will they come to the semifinals as always and go bust? I think I think it all depends on um, on the form of Rohit mm. and Virat. KL has been has been pretty good mm. the last months. Right. But and, and and Virat made his tongue in a T20, no less. Mm-hmm. Let's not let's not um, discount that. Right. But I think the captain uh, Rohit has to step up. I'm not I'm not a person um, that um, judges. T20 players on the average. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more of a person that judges T20 players on their strike rate. And he has not been that great in that regard. Mm. The last half year. Yeah. The last six months. I know what you mean. Yeah. 
but yeah yeah i mean the other thing is sometimes they are finishing with the ball is very suspect i mean with shami as you mm. say if he's really mm. worth the replacement mm. he could uh, you know he could make it up because bhuneshwar kumar sometimes is uh, considered a starter for me harshal patel is not completely settled he's doing okay he's improving mm. game by mm. game mm. sometimes they tend to concede like 50 60 runs in the last four overs that's oh. a big deal and that's for me so oh. right at the top with the batting right at the end with the bowling these two are the real problems for me with india yeah so they can overcome it right so hardik has been doing well he's been shaping up well he's one of the bowlers that i think they interest also the death worst bowling yeah hmm? he's 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 not only only excellent with the bowling he's absolutely excellent with the batting and uh now that i think about it um the problem with uh with 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 shami is uh that he is an excellent white ball bowler mm-hmm. um but not at the death <laughs> which bumra is exactly now therein lies the problem that's the problem mm. yeah 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 i think shami did deliver a couple of really really good very crucial sort of um death overs bowling spells in ipl but I don't think he was able to do it consistently. This that's the point. Hmm. That's the point. He's not he's not consistent. He's not as consistent as Bumrah is, hmm. I think. Right. Right, right, right. Now, but okay. Let's see. Let's see if you know the selectors deemed him to yeah. be the replacement. Deepak Chahar who could have been the other replacement was not required. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that is the real problem I would say. So you know if you are not careful the problem the problem for india would be that they would always do a decent job in the middle overs with their spinners mm. right mm. chipping in or come but then in the end the other teams who are chasing or for example setting a total would make it up very easily mm. so I think bhuneshwar kumar is excellent at the top of the uh, top of the innings and with a swing that he is able to get they are able to make mm. it up at the end when he comes back and he's eminently hitable right so this is one of the problems for india but okay that's as far as india are concerned again frankly i could say india will not win this tournament but do you think they may surprise me i would i would like i would like india to win this tournament mm-hmm. um but um i don't know this is this turns out to be a very um unpredictable tournament because mm. um um i don't know if if if, if um you would which would go into um the day one of the world cup now but mm. australia have been really bad okay let's go there then uh, and they and they were one of my one of my favorites <laughs> going into the world cup I'm sorry Australians uh sorry messages mm. um but that wasn't that good right i mean look they were absolutely handed a thrashing so i mean in terms of losing by 89 runs that's a terrible blow to their net run rate as well on top yeah. of it so new zealand looked a little short of a gallop in that tri series when they played bangladesh and pakistan but they got mm. better and better and better and look mm. where they are now 
right mm-hmm. so they may have lost the finals to pakistan but they they, they are all their important cogs are fit and firing for me right yes and absolutely look at how well bolt and saudi bolt i mean saudi for me is a slightly better uh, version of bhuneshwar kumar if i may put it so unkindly to bhunesh bhunesh <laughs> he's he bowls at the same pace but and he's yeah. sort of having the same skill set swinging the new ball and he's more of a red ball bowler yeah. right and saudi mm-hmm. on his day can go for a lot of runs at the death but look at what he did today i mean frankly today when he came he he had a he had two wickets on a plate and he just took them but then for mm-hmm. me the damage was done by trent bolt and uh, also saudi at the top of the order mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so saudi took the wickets of warner and marsh who are the big hitters in that 11 sort of finches the stabilizer these days and we don't know what finch is going to do he also doesn't have much of a form glen maxwell did what glen maxwell could a couple of reverse swept tickets and then got out yeah i i i i listened i listened to the game but i was uh part of the time i was distracted by um having to prepare the food so all right um max will go out while I was, so, while i was cooking <laughs> no but that's okay that's that's why we have guerrilla cricket right to listen that's good but what i was saying is this so Mm-hmm. what does this mean for that group with australia losing so convincingly right if you look at the table mm-hmm. so what does it mean so mm-hmm. afghanistan and australia both losing so convincingly right so afghanistan at least i expected they might lose to england frankly but that 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 the way they lost where yeah, there was almost but... no fight they never yeah. could get going so again awesome. afghanistan is one of those teams that has a much stronger bowling lineup than a batting lineup so they are one of those teams mm-hmm. that is one side heavy right so mm-hmm. given that i would think if they made 140 they would have given england a very tough time because also the pitch did not look very very smooth it did not look like a good pitch for batting afghanistan batters right through their batting innings struggled for finding timing and then when it came to england side it not it did not look like they ran away with it they did not score all the runs in 15 overs with one wicket lost or something right so new zealand also mm. sorry england also lost some wickets there so they also lost five wickets i mean the victory was never in doubt frankly but then the way it was achieved was a bit surprising for me it took all the way almost until the 19th over but more importantly they mm-hmm. lost five wickets right and then and, and let's not let's not forget mm. that afghanistan um scored more runs uh in their defeat to England and their loss to England uh than Australia did <laughs> in their loss to New Zealand. Yes. 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 Okay. By one yes. run, but they did. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, yeah, that This rightly puts them on top of Australia facts. in net run rate because Australia's net run rate is very bad. It's a negative 4.45. Yes. Afghanistan's net run rate is if anything a mere 0.620 620 is not a small mm-hmm. number negative mm-hmm. yeah it's terrible that's terrible so mm-hmm. when it comes to yeah, that it is i think australia will have to target some very very big wins against at least ireland if they can sri lanka if they mm-hmm. can but then i don't think england and uh, england and uh, england will allow them that that much of a margin so it's going to be very interesting mm. right so australia are like mm. so like what they're talking about tomorrow india pakistan game is the same thing that the first game is the most important game in the group series in the group stages 
right so australia unfortunately lost it badly so from here on in if you were to look at the tournament as a whole mm-hmm. which will be your four final semi finalists let's go there first which one my my semi finalists <sighs> interesting question i think i think new zealand mm-hmm. are one of the teams um okay i think i think both pakistan and new zealand uh pakistan and um india i think they are both able to advance mm. to the semi final stage if i'm correct if i if i remember um the models correctly mm. Mm. am i right well look it's possible so if you look at the um if you look at the yeah, group it's, stages it's, right it's 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 technically possible now so basically two teams from each of these six teams in each group will qualify right so if you look at the group structure yeah. you have new zealand england afghanistan australia ireland and sri lanka in one group yeah so in the other group india and pakistan are together and they can in theory finish one and two in that group and qualify right Yeah. So, but then your dark horses, South Africa, are also in that group. Really, the uh, only other team I think that might really pose a Zimbabwe are good, Bangladesh, and Netherlands will not stand a chance to qualify. This is how I think. So, it's probably India, Pakistan, yeah. or the other team is South Africa. So that's where your prediction of a dark horse. I am going to be looking on. Ah, uh, damn! Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. What do I predict? Yeah. Okay. um i'm doing it um it will be netherlands sri lanka um bangladesh and um okay england really these are your four semi finalists yeah yeah no not really no. <laughs> i'm going with so that so you think these are the four teams that will not qualify no i'm 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 um going with these are the four um qualifiers and um the world champion will be sri lanka very interesting done 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 this is this is a purely trolly fair enough fair prediction enough. now give us no, the no, real one no i don't i i don't i don't know about the current the current um india team mm. i'm 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 not sure about them i think i think sri lanka are actually not that bad mm. they are um i know they lost a lot of games mm. recently but they did very well in the asia cup um so india uh, sri lanka um South Africa because they are pretty good mm. on paper um and during the last world cup they they lost for silly for silly scoring reasons basically mm. um and um who else uh, is going to make the quarter finals oh no they go for the semi finals so you can think of semi-finals, uh, semifinals sorry yeah. sorry yeah some semifinals yeah yeah um i'm going to pick um the netherlands mm. because what they have done 
up to now hmm. has been pretty pretty remarkable that i will agree absolutely yes yes um and they may not they may not make um the final hmm. but um what they have done is absolutely remarkable and needs to be broadcast and 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 appreciated i think oh yes look winning those two first games surprising namibia yes. who looked much more stronger on paper at least that's a big deal mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. got the luck when uae beat namibia in the last game and they are now through to the mm. um through to the big uh, league or the f- full uh, league mm-hmm. uh, that that's good and uh, as i said really when i look at this lineup or when i look at the groupings right i expect they have a realistic chance of beating bangladesh and zimbabwe and they may surprise south africa but i really don't see them beating any of these three teams india pakistan south africa i don't see them beating beating these teams so for me there is no chance they are going to qualify but i'm going to take your prediction as things stand so now i mean i mean they beat they beat england in 2000 and yes 9 2011 no but okay one of those years maybe i'm uh, yeah 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 um stuart board <laughs> can't get a good night of sleep uh, oh, yeah. until 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 uh, this this competition is over um anyway <laughs> well let me let me confuse you a little bit then pakistan okay. have got shaheen shah afridi back yeah they are a fantastic bowling squad always and with haris mm. rauf nasim shah mohammad hasnain mohammad wasim mm. all of these people their fast bowling lineup is very strong and they have now shahin shafridi right i mean they are the one team i dare say that can actually dismiss teams for under like 100 bowling first right yeah okay so i expect they will definitely make the semi final so they have an issue with their batting so they can get a bit one dimensional they have a couple mm. of so the same problem that mm. india has at the top pakistan also has at the top but i think mm. they will find a way out of it the same way i expect india to find a way out of it right that mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. i think because of their better death overs bowling they are that much more favorites to win the world cup than india so i mean it's every cricket uh, fans wet dream i dare say to have india pakistan world cup final that would be amazing right it would be amazing so that will be quite something but let's see if that's possible so then comes if you look at the other team new zealand have shaped up well mm-hmm. and uh, if you look at the other group england look really strong in that group so for me my four semi finals will be new zealand england india and pakistan and drum roll drum roll drum roll new zealand will win the world cup yeah let's hope they won't get robbed again <laughs> Bye 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 now bye No it will um, be it will be an England New Zealand final yeah. and New Zealand win will the world cup Yeah 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 <laughs> And you know what will happen I'd be okay Ma- Martin Gapil okay will bat with... right through and there will be a ball thrown by Ben Stokes from the boundary that will hit his bat and go to four <laughs> now i'm being fastest I'd be yeah no okay. I'd, be, I'd be I'd be I'd be I'd be fine with uh New Zealand uh winning a world cup all right and um, i'd be i'd be fine with that all right now let's yeah. let's go on to see some of the news from outside of the 
cricketing field yes actually in this case yeah mr saurav ganguly who did not seek a re-election or was asked not to seek a re-election mm. the bcci president's post is now going back to contest the presidency of the cab the cricket association of bengal mm. any surprises there for you mm. i mean we thought me and the previous guest thought he was going to go for the next level of honor which was going to be potentially a world um, body post maybe the president of mm. bcci Mm. so that's mm. the interesting part mm-hmm. so i don't know what sort of deals have been struck mm. in the background we don't know we never hear of these things but that caught us by, at least that catches me by surprise when i hear that uh, he's going to try yeah, and go back to too. be the chief of his own board in bengal me 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 too because i i see i see dada as a as a very ambivalent um figure he he was a magnificent uh, batsman but um off the field um yeah i don't know i do not like him that much look even um, even some of the neutral commentators yeah. have said the same thing right what you said he began strong as a president but then sort of towards the end we forgot what are all the things we expected out of him and we just set aside our yeah. expectations which was a bit of a pity right mm-hmm. um but yeah but I, i i think i think there is a possibility of taking this as a positive because he does not go for for the more important and more powerful role but instead goes back to grassroots maybe he intends to do the right thing maybe that's 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 a good idea so see he's not a stranger to comebacks so he was left out of the yeah. indian team he scored runs he came back and he actually well hit a double hundred on comeback in tests right i remember this yeah. so maybe 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 he doesn't maybe he doesn't maybe he's not in this game for um the corruption mm, that could be let's be honest no you could be right maybe he's Yeah, maybe he's really in this to to better the game and mm. not going for for the for the high profile job uh, and instead going for for the regional job might be proof of that. I don't know. Interesting. That's an interesting take. And so, you know, what you said is very interesting. So, we all think, you know, he's in cahoots with air quotes all of these powerful people, the cabal that runs the CCI yeah. and so on and so on. But you might be right. He may have actually had some opposition with his thoughts and he may have felt, you know, I'm not going to get in these people's way. I'm going to get away quietly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, that's that's an interesting thought process as well that this could be true. And uh, let's see. I'm 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 not saying I'm right. Oh no! It's just no. It's 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 just uh, another point of view. And it's a good one for me, by the way. Seriously, because you could be right. He could be the straight man, and he would have felt uh, his views and his thought processes might not be welcome. Therefore, he yeah. may have stepped away. This is possible. From there, if you go to the next news, so the mm-hmm. LPL, the Lanka Premier League. the third edition of which mm-hmm. is expected to be held december 6 to 23rd so i don't know how that window falls when it comes to you know allowing multiple players from different countries to come and play but they are also going to have a 
i think an auction and then i think uh, mm. we're going to see a lot mm-hmm. of players also interested in playing the lanka premier league so mm. it's, uh, it's a good thing that they are having a third edition and it continues right let's see how that goes absolutely and it's 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 absolutely great that um it's then gets to angle for mm. from his point of view exotic fish again right <laughs> No, no, no. It's absolutely um it's it's a it's an unmitigated good that Sri Lanka has a has a G20 um league that attracts international talent. That's good. It helps the country. It uh, puts money into the economy. It's good and I watched the last iteration and it was good fun. Right. Actually. Good to hear. So I'm looking forward to this tournament and maybe some of the surprises it may throw up. When it comes to no surprises whatsoever is Cummins being named the next ODI captain for Australia. Mm-hmm. Not really. Not really Finch is Finch is Finch is competent. Finch is competent but mm. um I think the Australia the Australians uh, are looking to keep the captaincy in all formats in the same person i think that's the thing i see i see now for me i'm also more interested in who would be his successors who would be his replacements he's a fast bowler he'll need to rest every now and then right also he's one of their most prized assets when it comes to the longer format so i'm mm-hmm. sure they want to uh, they want to keep him uh, they want to protect him not unnecessarily you know he seems indestructible these days but he has a past with injuries so i think they want mm-hmm. to protect him a little bit so let's see how that goes for me it's carry is a good uh, con- contender maxwell i don't know if he's trusted enough in the setup he could be a good contender and then they are also talking of uh, lifting the ban of a certain david warner captaincy ban that is previously there he will never be captain yeah you could be right he will he will, he will never Let's talk about let's talk about um first Maxwell mm. Maxwell will never be captain because um the board app obviously hates him. He's very maverick. He's not stable. He's not considered stable, let's say, for captaincy maybe. Yeah, he would be a great Australian captain because he would be one of those players that he's he's globally liked. Everyone loves Glenn Maxwell. Yes. Okay. But he's played less than 10 tests or something like that. Yes, yes. There was a chance he could be brought back in when playing in Asian conditions with Art. Yeah. I've not heard about it. Since. Yeah. But he but he has played less than 10 tests. He's not a he's not a stalwart in um ODIs and T20s even though Cricket Australia says yeah, Glenn Maxwell is our go-to whiteboard player. not everyone else would love glen maxwell as australian captain because glen maxwell is a genuinely decent human being mm. yeah look at look at it look at him he 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 said okay i need to take a break i'm i'm i'm, I'm psychically taxed to the max i can't do this anymore just like just like then stokes right. yeah like this 
I I don't know if any any listener has um, Amazon Prime. If you have, um, mm. watch please watch Phoenix from the Ashes um, about Ben Stokes. It's a it's an amazing film. Mm. It's an amazing film. Right. Okay. This this one I've been recommended as well, and uh, I've not yet watched it, and I plan to watch it. Yeah, watch it. Yeah, watch it. I think you are you are a Patreon for Gorilla Cricket, yes. so you can yeah you get you get to uh, listen to the Bishop and the Bear, and um, I'm actually in the in the episode about that movie. Wow, that film. All right. Yeah. So that's another yeah. recommendation yeah. to all our uh, listeners as well. So yeah. Become fans of Kerala cricket and become patrons, and so you can get to listen to Leah talk yeah. on Bishop and the Bear. That's their uh, weekly podcast that Kerala cricket puts out. That's very very enjoyable. I've been on it as well. I think one of the earlier episodes, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Before I go on. Okay. <laughs> here is a left field choice. Might not be a popular okay. one. Matthew Wade for Australia Limited Oars. Temporary captain when Pat Cummins is not available. What do you think of that? Proven quantity, lot of experience. Gus said, very Australian in his approach. Doesn't mind obstructing the field. What can I say? Do I want Matthew Wade in my team? Yes, I do because Mark wrote an amazing jingle. And an amazing <laughs> new jingle. I've not heard this. For Matthew Wade. Right. Otherwise, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't want it. No, no, no. Mm. If if uh, the jingle is out of the question, I don't want Matthew Wade. Uh, if the jingle is uh, part of the consideration, I absolutely want him in my team. Otherwise, no. <laughs> All right. All right. Moving on. Next one is... Mm-hmm. The other Australian fast bowler, Stark, he has a solution for over-eager batters who are trying to back up. So, you know, the umpire, the third umpire is always looking at the line, the bowling lineup, uh, the bowler's line. Mm-hmm. So, he's looking there at the no ball, right? So, why not also look at the mm-hmm. batsman? You have both of them in the same screenshot. Why don't you look at them and then make a call? Dock the batting team runs if the batsman is doing it multiple times. So it's sort of taken out of the bowler's hands. The bowler can bowl without having to think about it or air quotes, disgracing himself by running the batter out or whatever. But at the same time, the batsman knows somebody else is watching. He simply can't get away with it. What are your thoughts on this? Okay, that's a sigh and a half. Go on. It's... it's... I I am I am very old school on this. I I think that running out the non-striker is okay because it's in the laws. Mm-hmm. And I I I think that the short run penalties. I don't know why you need that. I think you should you should absolutely punish short runs. Hmm. And 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 you should do it um, using using um, television hmm. because because not because um, because something is uh, there is new technology around uh, but because it has always been in the laws and um, now we can track it better. I I think I think. Um, the problem is not 
the idea that you should track short runs by television, but the idea is, uh, but, but the problem is um, that um, people now use this idea of we now have video replay to stir up controversy. I think that's my problem. I'm not against using television um, to look if 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 a run is short. Okay, I'm I'm fine with that. See, let me offer a counterpoint. So, mm -hmm. if we can use a replay to check if the bowler has overstepped, mm -hmm. it's the same way that it can still be used for other things. That's the way I look at it. Nothing more, nothing less. We use replays mm -hmm. for checking if a batsman has been dismissed. We'll check if the bowler mm -hmm. has overstepped, so on and so on, right? And similarly, mm -hmm. this can also be checked. But so therein comes the problem for me. I wouldn't put a very tough uh, condition on when a batsman is considered to be taking an advantage when he's not. Because otherwise, you are again taking away one of the facets of the game that can be a bit interesting. So you say the batsman is expected to stay in the crease when the bowler delivers. No, 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 right? no. So I I'm don't not, want that. I'm not. I'm not taking away that. Hmm. I'm not taking away that. I'm. I'm taking away hmm. short runs, which is different, right? Isn't it? Yeah. All right. Isn't it? Yes. Okay. That. Okay. That is fine. So, for me, usage of technology for one thing, whereas it can also be used for another, is still okay. That's not a problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. No. 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 I'm. 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 I'm not advocating watching watching the non-striker staying in his crease. That's his. That's his responsibility. If he isn't staying in his crease, he can be run out at the non-striker end. But what I think is important is uh, this um, hmm. short runs. Short runs. People not people not grounding the bat yeah. um, at the other crease. That's something completely different, I think. That is that is fine, mm. I think. You're saying we are allowed. We should allow uh, short runs. No, I, I I say we should not allow short runs. We should we should have a have a have a protocol. Mm. Um, to check if the run was short. I think these days they do. That's I mean, it. umpires have always kept an eye on the short runs. I think even in one of the recently in the, in the ongoing World Cup, I think somebody had a yeah. short run, right? Mm -hmm. So th that's okay. That falls on the on-field umpire. But you're saying make it the third umpire priority. Make it a third umpire's uh, call. No, I'm 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 not necessarily saying that. I'm I'm just saying that you should you should include that mm. uh, short runs. Um, into the things that can be automatically sent up, sent sent up to the to the third umpire. Aha. Not everything can be up to can be sent up to the third umpire, but make it make it part of the uh, of the laws mm. that checking for short runs can be sent up uh, to the third umpire. I think that's that's not not bad. That's an excellent. That's an excellent suggestion. I'm not at all against it. I'm all for it, in fact. Yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Fair enough. So, but you don't you don't feel that we should be using uh, uh, third umpire's help for spotting a batsman uh, air quotes taking too much of a early start. 
maybe that's a bit too much currently you say no i i'm i'm a firm believer in um if if the non striker um wants to take a little bit of a head start head start or yeah yeah he is entitled to do that but the bowler is then entitled to run him out yeah that's that's a trade off that's the trade off and 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 i'm with don bradman on this and i have to emphasize this i do not agree with don bradman on many things <laughs> yes he was an asshole who told this is this is what one one comes to hear of more and more people say yeah he 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 told he told ian chapel uh that when 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 chapel was um, announced as uh, australia cup we cannot be friends because you vote labor <laughs> i had not known this but they clashed with each other throughout his captaincy tenure this is a well known thing yes. especially when yeah. the um, world series yes. happened right i think uh, ian chapel chose the side of the players rebelling simply because yeah. of how he was treated yeah. by bradman who was then the yeah. board chairman yeah indeed. yes Yes, but Bradman Bradman was antagonistic to 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 Chapel because Chapel was um, a social democrat. Fantastic. See, uh, this is this is why we do the podcast for these sort of yeah, stories. Yeah, but Wonderful. but but even but even um even Bradman um wrote a piece um and saying it should not be called um a man cut running out running out the the non striker should not be called a man cut because Vinomankat is not the party to blame it should be called a brown out because Oops. um yes because because this the non striker mankat ra- ran out repeatedly on that tour was called brown right. so bradman thought that it should be called browned out which is well kind I of think... unfortunately exactly <laughs> it 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 But, might give you other kind of uh, other kind of ideas why a batsman is yeah. so i think okay we'll park that for now now moving on right. the last okay. nice topic we have is yeah at least the acc president mr jay shah has come out and said mm. the india will not tour pakistan for asia cup 2023 some mm. of the wordings that he used did seem it may have been a unilateral decision rather than mm. the president of asia cricket council actually talking mm-hmm. to other parties i mean the wordings came across as like that we don't know if it was just a mistake in the way he communicated or maybe it was indeed just a unilateral decision well as expected pakistan said if that is the case there is a chance pakistan might not go to india to play the world cup 2023 mm. and there some of the wordings were also purposefully ambiguous the way i felt it is they may have actually talked to some other teams as well who may have a similar feeling mm. so now where do you fall on this story this is very this, this is a very contentious um point for many people um for me it's uh kind of yeah i get it uh there was a conflict between Pakistan and 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 India um and yeah i i i get why there is a conflict but i don't understand it mm. i i know it's a it's a 
on the surface level, it's a, it's a nationalistic thing, but there are uh, so many, so many religious undercurrents under that. And, but I, in my, in my day to day life, I always ask myself, just, just get along with each other. And I think, and I think that, that Pakistani and, and Indian people have a lot in common. And maybe it's just my thing because I'm agnostic. Um, and don't really care about religion. And I think, well, just normalize your, your, your relationships between your relations between, between these, these two nations. Um, you have you have more in common than things that divide you. Oh no, that part that part is one hundred percent true. But you are also correct when you say the well, the air quotes rivalry is far more nuanced than it appears right at uh, the top. It's if you yeah, it's right? and, and and so this is this is my thing. I won't I won't comment on that because I'm German and I don't feel that I can that I can comment on that i don't no. think i can my 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 point of view is conflict is generally stupid but that's it i won't i won't say anything on pakistani indian relation well look if i were to look at it outside of or from the bigger context what i'm worried about is this right so for mm. already a few years we see the world cricket being sort of divided into two halves. Those mm. that are friends of BCCI and those that are not friends of BCCI. I think the cracks might be widening and it might come to a head in the coming two to three years. So we get to hear more and more of these sort of uh, comments, these sort of uh, conflicts. And I'm just worried as a neutral cricketing fan that uh, next year or the year after this may blow up to a point where uh, one or the other parties may say you're either with us or you're against us completely. There is no choice here, right? I'm just worried about that and I'm I'm more concerned about that never happening. I think I think you're right in the sense that there is a uh, there's a crack in cricket in, in world cricket, but I don't think the crack is um, along the lines of BCCI on the one side and everyone the BCCI doesn't like on the other side. I, I think I think it's I think it's um along the lines of um the big three and all the others. Um not only not only the associates but also uh the smaller test nations. I think that's the problem. And um in in that regard the BCCI is not even the worst offender. I think in that regard, the ECB is even worse. Mm. Politically. Right. Politically. Well, there is the history of colonialism that's hanging on on this as well, but you're right. Um, yes, absolutely. But okay, going, going through with this, um, let's just say tomorrow if the big three and the other teams don't agree with each other. Mm -hmm. They don't see eye to eye. I mean, do you see there is a chance there may be alternative cricket bodies popping up out there 
because with alternative entirely alternative structures because you know this has happened in other sports we've seen it in boxing we've seen it in chess yeah yeah sure you don't have to go to other mm. sports it's happened in cricket all right i have a i have a book in my living room um it's it's called the cricket war by gideon hay uh and it details um the story of world right. series cricket right, right. we have had that happen we have had that happen and um i think that was not really a negative thing to happen but i think if this happens again it should be uh for a more positive reason kind of a yeah kind of a revolution and i think um it would be there there are a lot of um associate nations that feel a bit shafted mm-hmm. by the icc and um if something like world series cricket happens again um it will not be because of mm-hmm. television rights as was the case in world series cricket but in mm-hmm. representation rights all right all right netherlands and switzerland declaring test status uh, and saying to the icc yeah you don't get to declare who is a test nation anymore we just start playing among each other we will call it tests yeah we do we <laughs> do it ourselves and that 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 might be true yeah that might happen i mean look for me conflict is not a bad thing because sometimes that's what is needed for status quo to break sometimes i mean i remember yes. in a recent tv series somebody says um, sometimes what the forest needs is a is a forest fire right that's when it can get mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not always a bad mm-hmm. thing but uh, okay i'm just more worried about no. the short term consequences right and what it means so but okay i think we mm-hmm. might be getting way far ahead of ourselves this this uh, these sparks come and go <laughs> and sometimes they don't mean anything so and i'm hoping that's what it will yeah. be this time as well this time around as well mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. those were uh, all the topics the games and some of the news that we wanted to talk about so as always thanks once again lia for your valuable time and opinions you are very welcome and um i hope uh, the listeners enjoyed it thank you very much for listening lovely but also before we let you go we have to ask you about uh, what have you been up to off the field i hear some good things so um please um look at uh, the ridiculous ashes podcast it's a it's a um a podcast about uh, ashes series by uh, alex bowden and dan lipke and for the current season i um, supplied the video they used for well commenting on it basically lovely it's an amazing it's an amazing podcast um also listen of course listen to um gorilla cricket where ajit is also an occasional contributor if you are interested in south african cricket uh listen to gorilla cricket south africa at one world sports radio where i am a contributor my uh twitter handle is at linux lia the else are capitalized wonderful that's it <laughs> thank you very much 
and uh, i wish all our listeners a good day wherever they may be listening from bye bye this is the armchair cricket podcast <laughs>